Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we're going to get a little deep. We are thinking about the aftermath of trauma. Have you really thought about that? This is something that we really need to think about. So I brought a special guest on the show who is willing to share her personal experience and her story on this matter. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for coming on the show. If you don't mind fully introducing yourself. Thank you, Mitzi. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Kathleen Israel from San Diego, California. I've lived here all my life, like lived in paradise all my life. (laughs) So I believe before I came into this earth, I was a low vibrational spirit out in the universe with God. And so I thought I wanted to raise my vibration. And I heard that you can raise your vibration by becoming a human being on the earth. And so I decided to do that. The reason why it's easy to raise your vibration on earth is because unconditional love raises your vibration very, very high. And so I came into the earth, even knowing that I would be attracting really awful stuff from right from the beginning. I mean, I'm talking about before I was born, my dad accused my mother of getting me with somebody else. So that's like a long, you know, that's like the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, I asked my mom how she felt about that. And she said she loved my dad so much. She was willing to allow him to do anything anything, even what normal people wouldn't do. She allowed that with him because she loved him so much. And so anyway, uh, there I was born and he actually turned out, my dad turned out to be alcoholic, rageaholic, child molester. And from when I was three or four years old, you know, my life was not fun. But like I say, I attracted it by coming in with a low vibration. I don't know about anybody else, but I believe that for myself. And so anyway, I was just living my life and, you know, my spirit wanted to raise my vibration, but I had no idea. I did not know that. And so there I was stuck in the sadness, like my whole life was sad and I didn't know what to do about it. I tried all kinds of things. Actually, when I was 12 years old, I walked away from my dad and I said, no more no more, you know, no. And I felt like I was doing the wrong thing because I had been taught always do what your parents tell you to do. And so I thought I was being a bad girl, but I just couldn't take it any longer. So then I didn't know that at the time, but he started in on my sisters. So anyway, I, um, you know, they sent us to private school. I mean, they acted like they really loved us. And there were six of us in our family. And we all nowadays, we're all suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder together. You know, we remember when, after I got married, then I decided that I needed to heal from this because I just was unhappy and I didn't want to be an unhappy mother. I wanted to be a good mother. And I just thought, this is awful. And here I was sad. I, I mean, every, you know, it's like, The worse it gets, the worse it gets, because when it gets worse, you get sad. And so then you just, it just gets worse because you're sad, you know, in order to attract happy things, you have to get happy and then you'll attract them. All the sadness and depression and stuff is just evidence of how you've been thinking for a while. And then you project it into your life. 
So in order to change things up, you actually have to change things up. So anyway, I attracted a husband that, you know, he wasn't physically abusive, but, you know, he thought I was stupid. I think he married me because I was an art student and he thought, well, art students aren't intellectuals. So if so, I've got this person who's dumber than me. (laughs) And anyway, I believed that I, you know, I honored our marriage, our whole marriage. I just kept trying to be a happy person. I kept trying to be what I thought would make his life happy and our children's life happy. So, you know, we got married and we had five children and we had some really good times, but I was basically depressed my whole life from the post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but is this hard speaking about your past? I guess it's hard to hear, right? (laughs) No, no, but I'm saying, I guess from your perspective, retelling your story, is it hard for you to sometimes retell your story because you have to put yourself in that position again or put that yourself in that mindset again? I think I just want other people to know that there is hope. You know what I mean? after this, because where I am right now, I'm not there anymore. And so the continuation of my story is how I got out of that. No, please continue. I did not mean to interrupt, please. But yeah, my brother asked me that too. I was telling him some of the gory details because, you know, we were a bit isolated from each other as children. My mother kept us apart so we wouldn't fight because my she didn't want my dad to get angry. So we, we were basically isolated from each other, actually. And so I was telling my brother that and he was asking me, doesn't that hurt you to say that? And I'm like, this is what I mean. I'm a big chunk of this. You know what I mean? It's not like I don't remember it ever. I never, yeah. ever don't remember it. I like the way that you said that. Thank you. <laughs> I, think it's, it, I think it's true what you said. It's not like it's not ever on your mind because sometimes it's constantly on your mind, but it doesn't define you because I see you now and it looks like you really have grown from that. And please tell us how you really overcame the depression and overcame those situations that sounded like it just kept on piling on and yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, I was attracting all the awful stuff. I mean, I attracted some good stuff too. Thank you, God. And I know that God knows my true spirit. God knows why I came here. And, and God knows, you know, that, that that's what I want. But I guess I had to live through that because the thing about unconditional love is you can't even do it unless you have adversity. It's easy to love people that are nice to you. And when you get a good feeling, you know, that good feeling of the people that actually always loved you. Yeah, that's really nice. It's a respite. It doesn't bring on unconditional love. You know what I mean? You have to have adversity to love anyway. And that's what unconditional love is. That's true. That's very true. Not a lot of people think about that, you know, and then people wonder how someone can go through so many struggles and you know things that other people would think of as unbearable and still have the opportunity to be nice and to have some type of joy and to feel 
able to love someone or again, you know, so it is truly necessary for people to hear these type of stories because they may be going through it right now. There could be a little girl going through something that you went through personally. And if they don't hear this story, they won't know if, they, if there's actually hope at the end of the tunnel. You the, know? Yeah. The, the thing is that even though I came in with a low vibration and one would think that all the things that happened to me, and I believe they happened to me. I never thought I was bad. You know what I mean? I just That's thought right. bad things happened to me. And, but now what I believe is that I attracted it all in onto me. You know what I mean? And I don't have shame about it. What I do is I honor my valiant spirit that decided to come in here anyway, knowing that I was going to attract a crappy life, you know, and I decided to come in anyway, because I wanted to raise my vibration and God honored me by bringing me teachers to help me do that. Before our youngest child went away to college, my husband got Parkinson's disease. And so he had it for 17 years and I had to care for him. Like uh, it started in 2001 and by 2010, he was totally disabled. He couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. I had to do everything for him. And so I had to be home because I had to take care of him. I had to quit my job, you know? So I got to be here caring for him, but you know what? I got to be here and I went online and I found all these enlightened thought leaders who were willing to heal me. I mean, I would buy, maybe some people would be giving their healing away for free. And some people I would have to give them like $68 or whatever. So it's like, I started Donna Eden. I found Donna Eden and I bought her program and I listened to it every night before I went to bed and she had sleep tapes and stuff. And I just did the whole thing. And it was so good for me. It was, it was bathing me in some light. And then when her stuff kind of got boring for me, <laughs> what was happening was God was raising my vibration by her stuff. And when my vibration got this high, then God would send me another teacher and I would get their program or they would give it to me or whatever. And I just, for like that 17 years, I was constantly having new teachers and do their program and get new teachers and do their program. And I got rid of a lot of terrible stuff on me. It was a gift of God. I mean, what Parkinson's is a gift of God. No, but you know what? I got to stay home and I couldn't go anywhere. I got to, you know, do that. So thank you, God. You know, you don't know what your blessings are. And one of the things I learned was the Ho'oponopono. Do you know what that is? Oh, what is that? Yeah. It's a Hawaiian healing technique for the family. And so you can actually do it with your family or you can just do it by yourself and it still works. You don't have to talk to them about it. So what it is, it's a, <laughs> I mean, them, right? <laughs> it just works. It's like magic. And what so what it is, point? it's like a prayer or an incantation or whatever you want to call it. But uh, the first part is I love you. And it's, I love God. God loves me. God loves that other person, that other person loves God. And if you can muster it, you say, I love them and they love me. If it doesn't feel good, you don't have to say it. So all the I love you, you can think of is the first part. And then you, you say, I'm sorry. And it's not, I'm sorry, I did something, but 
I'm sorry this situation exists. So there's a break in my happiness here. And I'm sorry this is happening. And then it's please forgive me. And it's not forgive me for what I did, but it's forgive me for what's going on in me that caused me to attract this. Somehow I attracted this. Yeah, I sent out this vibration that brought in this awful stuff to me. And then it's thank you. Thank you for showing me this so I could heal. Because if this adversity didn't happen, then I wouldn't know about the pain inside of me that needed to be healed. So it showed me my pain and I could heal it. Thank you for showing me this so I could heal. And then I love you. I love God. God loves me. God loves that other person yada, 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 all the I love you she can think of. And it's absolutely amazing because what it does is we have binds, B-I-N-D-S with these other people and they are, they signed up to ruin our life and we attracted them in too. So, I mean, it's a perfect happening here. And so if we can heal that part of us inside of us, we want to be attracting that stuff anymore. So like I'm saying, it looses our binds with our idiots or our assholes or whoever they are. And so one night I was on vacation with my husband and I was, you know, my monkey mind was bringing in all these thoughts of thinking, oh, things that I wish had turned out differently or maybe my pain from other people hurting me that I used to call that, but I don't call that anymore. Yeah. And, and so I was like, I started doing the whole Oponopono on those things and I was feeling shame. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on here, but shame is not part of Ho'oponopono. So I must be doing it wrong. And so I was kind of analyzing it. And so when I said, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And then I added in, I forgive me. And then I added in, I forgive it up. And I felt this giant refrigerator sized pain come out of my heart and go up to God. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that was wonderful. Oh my, Oh my, ah, ah." (laughs) you know? And so anyway, I thought, wow, that was powerful. And then I finished the prayer, you know? And so all night long that night, my monkey mind kept bringing up things to me that were sad and hurty. And I just did, I called it extended Ho'oponopono. So I, I extended it. I made it bigger. And I kept, all these pains kept coming out of my heart all night long. And sometimes I would feel that it didn't really go out. Mm -hmm. And so I would ask my angels to come in and like untie it or pull it out from the beginning of my being or whatever I could think of, of how to get it out. And the angels would, angels of light would pull it out for me. And, uh, and then I would, you know, so that was, that was a wonderful experience. And so like for years after that, I did the Ho'oponopono, Ho'oponopono, Ho'oponopono. I just, every time something bad would come to me and sad thoughts, I would do the Ho'oponopono on them. And you know what? It cleared me because I had attracted so much sadness into, I was so full of sadness. Oh my gosh. And so I got it out. And, um, Now, I mean, um, when, like, um, after I got married, um, this priest said to me one time, if you can't forgive the people who have hurt you, you don't understand God. And I'm just like, oh no, 
you know, I was like, I wanted to be close to God. And so I started forgiving my dad every day, like one day at a time. I used to call it like an alcoholic gives up drink one day at a time. I was forgiving my dad one day at a time. Oh, and, I love that. I think that and is then, so nice. Every time I like, I would wake up in the morning. I'm like, okay, I forgive him. And then by the time the next morning came in, I hated him again. And then, (laughs) and so I would just do it again, you know, and that was my go-to when I would think about him is that I forgive him. And, uh, you know, it didn't stick. I mean, it was years that I did that. Um, But now I don't even feel like I need to forgive him because I attracted all that in myself. And I prefer to be a valiant spirit, not a victim. I don't, I don't want to be a victim. And as long as I think I need to forgive him, then I am a victim. But when I realized that I attracted all that stuff in and I honor my valiant spirit that decided to come in here, even knowing I would attract all that, I I have to, it's not a forgivable offense. It's just like, this is it. You know, I, Thank you, God, for showing me this so I could heal, you know? I, I honestly love your perspective because it you I can see how you've grown and I can see how God has really helped you through this, you know, that he has been close to you and been guiding you and yes. walking with you, you know, and Bringing, despite yeah. everything that you've been through, he still was right next to you with it, everything. And I love these stories because it just shows how God is alive in all of our lives. And it's amazing and beautiful because not only can you share your story, but you can share your experience with God one-on-one, you know, with his angels and with your spirit and changing your mindset and how you were able to be from one point of view to now a whole different point of view. I can see that you see yourself differently. I can see that you see other people differently just by that yearning for God and yearning for that connection, yearning to higher your vibration and yearning for something more. And I applaud you for that because let's be honest, not all of us (laughs) can get there. You know, not all of us have that ability to want that relationship with God or want that understanding and want that perspective of an open mind and letting things go that truly hurts you physically, emotionally, mentally, your whole being, you know, that's something that's real that people need to talk about and people need to try to explore, you know, and the sooner you explore, the more time you have to enjoy your life. Yes. I was like, geez, I'm 72, three years old. (laughs) I mean, I guess I, um, I mean, I feel like I have the good stuff now. I always thought that was my thing. I always thought, well, I don't get the good stuff. That wasn't, you know, I used to think a lot that. of people think like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get the good the stuff, but, but the thing is that we can't get the good stuff if we don't bring it in. So mm-hmm. we need to, I, somebody explained it to me. Like I, I was like, I can't forget this stuff. I can't forget, you know? And they said, you need to turn the corner. Like if you're going straight ahead, you can look back and still see the stuff that is in your life that was crap. But if you turn the corner and you look back, you're not looking back at your life anymore. You can turn the corner. And um, 
and just be in a new place. Yeah. So amazing. That is um, amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and it t- takes time and it's a gift. And you know what? I'm standing on the shoulders of my teachers and I can, I can share this and be someone else's teacher now. Um, exactly. You're and you don't have to wait till you're 73 years old. You can realize this early on and then your poor kids don't have to live with the sad mom. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. And I guess to start wrapping up the show, Kathleen, what would be some great advice that you can possibly share to my audience or possibly even myself? Well, I have a I have a I have a prayer that I say that changes everything. It's another miracle prayer. And that prayer is, Dear God, please make everything turn out okay. And then you let God make everything turn out okay. It's it's perfect. And you wouldn't believe the things that happen when I say that. It's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? No, and- <laughs> I, I understand because you're literally just after you say that prayer, it's like you're handing it to God and allowing God to to do His work. And when you are in that moment of alignment, you can really see His work in the working, in the making and in the process of your life. And it's beautiful. It's an absolutely beautiful moment. I totally agree with you. It has been such a great time. Is that a book that you just wrote? Yeah, this is my book, uh, Wisdom on the Camino, um, a spiritual journey sharing forgiveness and possibilities to inspire the rest of your life by Kathleen Donnelly Israel. And um, I wrote this book because I wanted to share all the things I learned from all those enlightened thought leaders. Um, I wanted to share them in a book, but I was thinking I didn't want to be all teachy. And after my husband died, I went, I walked the Camino Santiago de Compostelo, 500 miles across Northern Spain. And I remembered that I told people about all those things while I was on the Camino. So I wrote my book about walking the Camino and telling people my teachings. Wow. Amazing. That's the perfect opportunity to tell your story, you know, Mm -hmm. while you're walking, why not? (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know more about Kathleen, or if you want to check out her book directly, go check out Kathleen. I have her websites and link on my own websites. You'll be able to find her beautiful photo there and a link directly to her website so that you can buy the book and check out everything Kathleen. I'm pretty sure you're not going to be disappointed. Her story is truly inspirational. And tell a friend, let somebody else know who you may know is going through something this intimate and this personal, you know, because she might be able to bring a different perspective that's needed in the world. You know, you never know. It's time to share. It's time to tell our stories and and be and show our testimony and not be stuck by our past. And Kathleen is a mere example of that right there. She did not allow herself to be stuck and she is going to go forward. She's in her seventies and you know what? She's not done living. So that means everybody's not done living either. (laughs) All right, y'all. Till next time, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.